We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think I saw in the last couple of minutes the Thibodeau smile. Here, really? I thought so. <laughs> it's a good day, man. <laughs> Just kind of, I mean, for you guys to come off it back to back and do what you did end to end. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we knew we had this challenge coming uh, off the break. Um, we knew that, you know, before we went to break. So um, I think mentally we prepared uh, for it and it was good. Robert's back. Coach Big Thread Ben. I can't call myself Big Thread Ben. I'm just going to leave it to Coach. Coach, I have been telling um, IYB John. I don't know. I don't know who I, I mean, I assume it's Macri. I don't know what the acronym is, Robert. I'm sorry. That the Knicks are a dark horse for the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you see the vision? Do you believe? No. <laughs> no. I don't. Because there are, I think, three pretty elite teams in the East and a fourth that's knocking on the door in Cleveland. I I don't even see the Knicks winning a first round playoff series. If you ask me right now, will they win a first round playoff series? My answer would be no. I would love to see them give whoever they play a run for their money. And I'd love to see them get the five seed if possible and probably play Cleveland um, because I think that's probably the best matchup. And I think they could take at least a few games off of that team. So, but no, I mean, I, I'm still skeptical that this team can compete at that highest of levels with the elite teams in the league, but I think that's okay. I think that's okay. You want to see them compete in the playoffs if, and when they get there, that's what you want to see. You want to see them take a couple of games off, whoever they play. Make them make them sweat. Because I think that's a great learning experience for a very young roster with very little playoff experience. And I think it shows the rest of the league that the serious team. And I think that's the goal. I think that's the goal. Thanks, Robert. Dom Cappuccini, thank you so much for the contribution, Dom. Hashtag we back, we back, yeah, we all the way back. The corner has officially been turned. At the beginning of this winning streak. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I have anything to add to that, Dom. I think this team has found it. 
I think they found their identity. I think they found uh, the formula. And I think it's all showing itself in a beautiful way. Thanks, Tom. Handy's back. Benji, you are good luck. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. So when the Knicks beat Boston, um, they had blown so many leads at that time that when they went up by, I think it was three, and Boston had the ball, I just tweeted out, <laughs> I just tweeted out, what a job by the Knicks coming back and beating Boston. I just put it out there. Because you know what? It couldn't get any worse. It couldn't get any worse. They couldn't keep a lead. They were blowing a bunch of games. They were losing in the most heartbreaking ways possible. So I just put it out there. I'm like, you know what? Worst comes to worst, I get shredded for this. But maybe we turn something around. And hell, we turned it around. We turned it around. This was an overtime, by the way. So it was, it was like, it was not when they gave up the three to tie. It was an overtime. So maybe I am good luck now. Maybe I am. Thanks, Andy. Who's next? TK. What's up, TK? We cannot lose IQ. We need to sign him for a very long time. He's so important. I think the Knicks have the best bench role players in the league. <laughs> I think the Knicks will do everything in their power. I shouldn't say everything in their power. I guess everything in their power would be like throw them a max. They're going to they're gonna work hard to get IQ signed for a long time. I think he has proven himself to be invaluable to this team. It's basically been that way since he joined the team as a rookie. He's been invaluable to this team. I think Josh Hart, you know, this team had a great bench two years ago and last year. Um, and this year it was really struggling. Um, and I think that adding Josh Hart has kind of transformed this bench into what it was, that identity that it had prior that they just kind of, they were, they were havoc wreakers, like forcing turnovers, getting out on the break, getting offensive rebounds, you know, like playing with pace, like Hart adds all of that. And I think Derek Rose, um, when he was, you know, certainly the last couple of years brought the pace element. And I think that really, uh, without him, I think that, that decreased. And I think adding Josh Hart and his rebounding and his get and go game and his transition play and finishing, I think has kind of reintegrated the pace element into this bench. And that's the way they need to play because certainly for OB to be successful, that's how they need to play. And I love when quickly plays with pace and yeah, the second unit, um, and, and RJ with that second unit benefits too from the pace. So, I think Hart has been so key for those reasons. I think it's shown in how the, the, the bench is kind of transformed and IQ being that, that stalwart for the bench and doing everything for them. Uh, I agree. I think it gives them one of the best benches in the league. I think he's one of the best bench players in the league. Straight up. He's one of the best in the league. He's that good. Thanks, TK. Fargo Tufo. Thank you, Fargo, for the contribution. Hello from the land of enchantment. Beat a hot team yesterday and a struggling team today. Next game against the Celts will be a good measuring stick. It will be a good measuring stick. 100%. And yeah, New Orleans is in an interesting spot. Um, that was a pretty discouraging performance, obviously. I thought CJ does not look like the CJ. Uh, maybe he's just kind of aging and can't really carry this kind of load anymore. 
I, I like their team a little better when Alvarado's out there than when CJ's out there. Alvarado's freaking frightening when you're dribbling the ball and he's anywhere in the vicinity, you feel like he's going to get it. Um, I know he got one poke away from I, from Hartenstein. That was big uh, at the moment. Anyway, uh, Ingram's shot selection was terrible in the second half. He was forcing like crazy, but I thought that had to do with the Knicks defense as well. Um, they, they need their best player to play and it's a tough spot right now for them. Uh, but you got to beat that team anyway, and they still have talent. And I thought the Knicks did that. And yeah, the Celtics are going to be a great measuring stick, 100 million percent. They will. I'm excited to watch it because I, the Knicks haven't gotten blown out. They don't really get blown out anymore. Like I think they're going to, I think they're going to play that game. I think they're going to compete. And then it's just a matter of executing enough to beat one of the, you know, if not the best team, one of the best teams in the league. Thanks, Fargo. Junon. Thank you, Junon, for the contribution. I just want to take a second second to thank the basketball gods for Mitch being healthy. Maybe Tibbs is on to something with this rim protection thing. Eh? Salute KFS. Thank you for the salute, Junon. Thank you for the contribution. Yeah, Mitch is um, – we spoke about it earlier. Um, because the Knicks play this way – well, I shouldn't say it that way. Let me, let me, let me, let me reorganize that thought. The Knicks play this way because of Mitchell Robinson. I really believe that because I think that they said to themselves, of all the skills of all the players that we have, the very best skill of any of our players might be Mitchell Robinson's offensive rebounding. <laughs> like he is legitimately has a case as the best offensive rebounder in the league. So look around the roster. Is there anyone who has an argument for best X skill in the league other than Mitchell Robinson's offensive rebounding? Like Jalen Brunson's a hell of an isolation scorer. Is there an argument he's the best? I don't think so. So like, I think the Knicks said to themselves, we're going to drive. We're going to beat you up. We're going to get in the painted area. If you don't send help, whoever's driving takes the shot. Make or miss, we have the best offensive rebounder in basketball. This can clean it up and put it right back in. And I think his, his second jump looks as springy as I've seen it all year. And I'm sure that has to do with the rest that he's gotten. Uh, he just looks really good. I, I, you know, you're always nervous when Mitch comes back because it sometimes takes him some time um, to acclimate, reacclimate to the game and to get in shape. And I haven't seen that. I, I've seen a seamless transition and he looks just like he looked, if not even better um, than he did before he got hurt. So, yes. Thank the basketball gods for Mitch being healthy and may he stay that way for the rest of the year. Amen. Thanks, Junon. Hey, Macri, happy to be Wally pipped if they keep winning when you're on. <laughs> uh, thanks, John. Um, no, no, we don't want that, but actually we do. Yeah, if they keep winning when I'm on, yeah, you're done. I'm ousting you. But I assume my luck's going to run out at some point. And when it does, I look forward to hearing the Jonathan Macri tones back on the air. But um, thanks for letting me take your program for the night after a blowout win. Maculate vibes. And um, let's keep going. Thanks, John. Who we got next? 
Anthony Strano. What's up, Anthony? The Knicks have nine excellent b-ball players. This is really fun. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think the only guy right now that's like, and again, not all his fault. We've talked about this at length, but like the only guy where it's like, is he the best fit for this nine-man rotation is Obi. Um, but like they're playing well enough, and he's doing enough, just enough. And I thought his defense at times was really good tonight. Um, he's doing just enough to kind of hang on there, and I think, um. But it's that's the question is is the OB question that remains. I think he's a good basketball player, to be clear. I just don't know if he's a great basketball player or an excellent basketball player, as you put it, in this system, playing where he's playing and how he's playing. They certainly have eight. They certainly have eight. And by the way, Evan Fournier can play too. That guy's a good basketball player, and he's not playing. And Hal Deuce McBride has given them, has shown flashes and improved throughout the course of the year. And if they need to go to him. Someone get like you feel very confident now if if a guy goes down that they can fill in Fournier and McBride and I think they're in a good spot in that sense. I always thought this team was deep, thought they hamstrung themselves a little bit with their rotations, and I think now you're seeing obviously Hart. You add another really good player, and it kind of click again clicks everything into place in terms of the rotation. Thanks, Anthony. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about ExpressVPN. Now, I want you to think about a time you searched for something online that you wouldn't want those around you knowing about. No, not that. Oh my gosh, no, I was not referring to that. I meant something basketball related, like when I'm around Macri and I want to look up how much the Knicks would still owe Tibbs if they fired him tomorrow, or when I'm around Mensa and I want to see how easy it would be to trade RJ Barrett, or when I'm around Jeremy and I want to see what a max contract for Carmelo Anthony would cost in 2023. Well, I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't I just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter what your internet service provider is. In the US, they can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so nobody can see the sites that you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the back background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is even available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Don't hesitate. Visit this exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash filmschool, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Again, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash film school for an additional three months free on a one-year package. Sam Garcia's dad. I think this is my first read of a Garcia family post. What an honor. What's up, Sam Garcia's dad? Um, Props to you, Benji. Thank you. You always do an amazing job filling in for John. Thank you. Tonight was fun. It was. I love the easy wins. Me too. Half game out of the five spot. Hell yeah. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. I mean, I saw Brooklyn lost to Chicago by like 100 million points. That's discouraging. Again, I don't think they're going to tank. I like, I don't, I, they're obviously not going to tank. I don't think they're going to collapse because I think they have enough talent to win some games. Um, but they're not going to win a ton of games of these last 20 or so. I think you have a shot. If the Knicks keep playing the way they're playing, I do think they have a shot here. Um, to take that five spot. So I agree. That's the plan. That's the goal. Um, try to get that Cleveland series. Can you imagine the Donovan Mitchell versus the Knicks series? Woo boy. That sounds like a lot of fun. And yes, yeah, stay the hell out of the plane. Um, obviously, that's the goal. So that's the top six. But if you can get the five, even better. 
Thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Charm City Nick fan. Thank you for the contribution. Picking up where the 2021 team left off. Nice team win. The 50th anniversary show was nice, but the 90s guys there with no oak was garbage. Fix this, please, NYK. Yeah, I don't know. Why was an oak there? Um, oh, he's still like, he's still suspended from the garden forever and ever. Is that what it is? Um, randomly, I was at that game when he got, uh, when he got thrown out. And I kind of like witnessed the commotion and then looked down and saw what was happening. It was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, they are picking up where the 2021 team left off. Uh, I think this team's better. I think this team's better. I think, look, a lot of a lot of things about that 2021 team and and the league in general was a little bit fluky because of the COVID season and the empty arenas and the way that they shot the three specifically, like RJ and Randall shooting 40 plus percent which was crazy. And um, they didn't have Jalen, but they had Alfred Payton running point and rookies in OB and quickly who are both better than they were then. Um, and so I just think this team's more talented and better, even if they don't finish with the four seed like that team did. But yes, they are in terms of the spirit and the energy and the commitment to one another. I, it, it does have that vibe right now for sure. Thank you. Charm city, Nick fan. Fargo's back. What's up, Fargo? Anyone who criticizes rules will be sent to the Netherlands. Hashtag why do you hate the Dutch? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the context of when I said that or why I said I meant to say the Netherworld and I said the Netherlands. Uh, but I don't even remember why. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that you noticed and they're now are now making me pay for it. Um don't hate the Dutch. Love the Dutch. Love my Dutch friends. I think don't have many, but I have one. Um, and I think the Dutch are, are wonderful people. This is what this is what the post game is all about. Thanks, Fargo. What we got next? Uh, Guber, then what's up, Guber? Then you know I've heard John say Guber then a million times, and I always wondered how it was spelled, and now I know. Uh, thank you for the contribution. Knicks are actually good. They are. They are. The We Here season, we were good, only good in context. We're actually real good this time. That's so weird that you just wrote the super chat after I said it. Because um, I know you didn't, you wrote it before I said it, but um, that's exactly what I just said. So thank you for reiterating it, Uber. Then I appreciate the contribution. I appreciate the comment. You are 100% right. What do we got next? Andrew Claudio, G-M-A-C. Can I just say, Andrew Claudio is a gem. You, the Knicks fan school community, are extraordinarily lucky to have someone as dedicated and as talented as Andrew Claudio, and he is the reason um, that this thing every single day can function and can bring forward the content from all of the content creators that it brings. Plus he's a content creator himself. I mean, you guys have heard his pregame shows and how good those are. So he's Andrew is a gem. All right. What's up, Andrew? First time, long time, important question. What part of the tri-state area is for hiding after the apocalypse begins as a result of the Knicks winning a playoff series? I vote Barclays. Okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to hide in Barclays because Barclays 
is the chum bucket. And I don't want to go there for any reason, even if it's to hide from an apocalypse. Though I admit that their nasty green slash copper ceiling may keep out the fumes and may keep out the uh, whatever happens in an apocalypse. So it might be a good hiding spot, and yet I think I might rather stay outside. Good talk. Thanks, Andrew, for your contribution. Long live Barclays chum bucket. Dom Cappuccini. What's up, Dom? In a season like this, I really wish we had more Breen games, in particular tonight with the halftime salute to his heroes. One of very few regrets so far. Man, Dom, I had that same thought. I really did have that same thought, and you're right. And yet I will say, I will say that Kenny Albert, he's the substitute. He's the substitute. Right, like uh, for both the Knicks and the Rangers, he's the substitute. But that guy is as professional as they come. And not only that, but there's a connection to like Marv and like Knicks history in a way that I I, I, I kind of got over it thinking about like at least it's Kenny Albert. Like this is a guy who's been around the the franchise his whole life, um, and certainly appreciates and understands the history and what these '70s guys mean to the team. And so I, I got over it in that sense. But yeah, we always miss Mike when he's not on the call because he's the GOAT. Uh, thanks, Dom. Appreciate the contribution very much. James Piscal. What's up, James? Feel like Mitch being back really helped RJ get his groove back. James, that is a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. I want to talk about that. That two-man game they have is fun to watch. Yes. Such a great point by James that's a contribution both financially and substantively, James. So thank you, sir. RJ is such a good lob passer. Um, and in his pistol action, the ability to just throw that ball up to Mitch when he extends that arm out and has a choice to either go finish or to throw it back to Mitch is key to the success of that action. And having Mitch back, like Art Hartenstein, God bless him, just doesn't have the athleticism to really finish lobs in the same way. Excuse me. <clears throat> you don't trust Hartenstein to go up and get it uh, against like rim protectors. But Mitch is as long and as athletic as any of them, right? So you can just throw that ball up if you feel like the defense commits to you at all. Um, he can just throw that ball up to Mitch, and he connected on it. I'm mixed up now between the Washington game and New Orleans, but I feel like I've seen it three times already in those two games. And... Um, it's a big part of it for RJ. And then again, as I said, if you feel like if RJ feels like that defense is now collapsing on that Mitch lob, which means that the weak side corner is kind of going to help and try to bump that roll. Well, then that opens up the weak side corner. And we saw RJ's pass to Brunson in the corner for a catch and shoot three. That was a gorgeous pass in the first half of this game. And I think that's all a result of that Mitch threat uh, that you're, that you're pointing out, James. So, so well done by you. It's a great point. Thank you for the contribution. Jessica, how are you, Jessica? Always great to hear from you. Thank you for the contribution. Um, cheers to you watching two games tonight. Yeah, it was a, it was a hustle. I got to say, it was a hustle. I was back online at six fifty ish. I get to get my kids to sleep. Like, got to my laptop at like seven fifteen, and like just started the Washington game, and just like every commercial was like watching it through. And was able to finish both. It was a hustle, though. It was a hustle. My dedication to the craft. Uh, 
Way to put in the work. Thank you for being awesome. I, that's very kind of you. Great game tonight. It was. Hart rebounds with his entire being. That's a great way to put it. He does. And how much has that improved in the last 15, 20 games? Because th- this was driving us all nuts in the first half of the year where he couldn't seem to secure a rebound. Now he's engulfing them. Mitch being back is huge. Randall has been amazing. Randall has been... Randall has been joke good. Um, what do you have tonight? We haven't even spoken numbers. Randall had 28, 7, and 5, plus 26 on the night. Made five more threes. Man, RJ had 25, 4, and 7. Sheesh. Yeah, great numbers by those two guys. Mitch had 13 rebounds. Hardenstein had 10 rebounds, which talks to the point you made about his rebounding, Jessica. Nick shot 51%, 40% from three, 83% from the line. They had 19 turnovers, which stinks. And a lot of them were kind of, I thought, when the game was out of hand already. So you don't don't hate that too much. They out-rebounded New Orleans 54 to 39. They had seven blocks. New Orleans had zero. So really a lot of good to take away from this game. And... It was a great game. It was great to see the Knicks just get a wire-to-wire blowout win. They haven't had too many of those this year, so it was cool to see and kind of relaxing and nice and easy to watch. Thanks, Jessica. Busy! What's up, Busy? Appears RJ can give us either good defense whiz game or good offense Pell's game. He can't give us both. I didn't think his defense was bad tonight. I know he lost Herb Jones a couple times on backdoors in the first few minutes of the game, which kind of drove me nuts. Um, but I, I thought his defense was pretty good tonight. I, I, and, and obviously you have to watch the tape and kind of watch each possession to, to really get a feel. But I, I did not feel like his defense was bad tonight. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I'll push back a little bit on that, but. I thought this was a pretty complete game from RJ Barrett. I do. Um, And he just needs to do more of it. And there's no question with RJ, as is true with most basketball players in the world, that when you're playing good offense and making shots, it's a little easier to play good defense too. And I think you're seeing that as well. Thanks, Busy. 